you've joined our Advent Daily Devotion series so that our conversation as we prepare for Christmas uh, is coming to you every morning uh, at uh, 7 o'clock uh, all the way up to Christmas Day. And um, over the last couple of days, we've been talking about the value of preparing room for the Savior. That's the whole Advent uh, journey. And uh, today I want to take you out your devotion out of uh the, the Gospel of John. It's a pretty well-known passage of Scripture, but there's something specific in there that I'd like to share with you. John chapter 1, verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That, those two descriptions stick around in the, in the chapter. Watch this. Verse 15, John bore witness of Him, crying out, saying, this was the one of whom I said he comes after me, but he is preferred above me, uh, for he was even before me. Verse 16, and of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. And for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Christ Jesus. So, really powerful passage of scripture. Lots to unpack. Absolutely love it. The interplay of grace for grace and the language around grace and truth and the comparison between Moses and the law and Christ and grace is just absolutely wonderful. But it's the term behold that's really got my attention for our devotion today. Many years ago, I, I can't remember what they were called, but uh, there was a phase uh, we went through, young people went through at the universities uh, and, and, and I guess everywhere, where you were given sort of a picture of random dots. I don't know what they were called. If you remember, just say so in the comment section. If you held it just so in a certain way, a 3D image would pop up. But you'd have to sort of, people would keep telling you, look through the dots, look through the dots, you know, through the random dots, you'd see it. And um, it took me a little while. And then eventually, once you've seen it, you, you can't unsee it. I mean, that is, it's very clear. It was quite funny watching people who would laugh at you and say, there is nothing there but random dots. And others who would say, can you just not see the three? It's a beautiful like image. And there is something about John chapter one that has a similarity to it. This random collection of events that might seem like they're random in the birth of Christ. But if you see it just at a certain way, uh, something of a 3D image pops up. The glory of God is revealed. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. And there is still in this world this idea of things that can be seen and things that can't be seen. All the way in Corinthians, there's a conversation about a veil that blinds the eyes of those that they can or can't see the glory of God. That same concept is there. And, um, and John writes to say we beheld his glory and, and he even describes John the Baptist who expressed or witnessed to that glory. And I, I wondered if I could ask you today for your devotion, what do you see? when you see Christ in a manger and when you see a nativity scene and when you see the story of the gospel over Christmas, do you see something glorious or something random? And there are a couple of things that we can draw as lessons out of, out of John's uh, celebratory, exuberant description of Christ in John chapter one. You know, it's such a well-known passage of scripture. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Very, very powerful. Um, and, and, and there are a couple of things that John is trying to make us recognize. I want to make us recognize that this random event is full of possibility. 
It was the start of something so significant. And you shouldn't see your life as a collection of random dots, but instead the work of God putting pieces together towards something incredible and remarkable. Greetings to the people watching in Cyprus. Um, and, and I think there's something very powerful about that. It's the recognition that my life is not random and this collection of things is not random. There is something of the possibility of God at work. The second idea that's really so powerful is that uh, you would think that changing the whole world would be done in a much more glamorous way, a much more an, uh, a much louder way, a much more event-based way. But actually, God introduces change through a principle. And he put, he put the principle of a, of a redeemed life, a sacrificial redeemed life into a child and let the principle grow up. And you know, your life changes the most when it's built on principles, just the start of a little principle. And I want to encourage you, you do something small out of principle and watch how your life changes. I mean, you can do big events out of emotion and fun but if you do something small out of principle, if you do it because it's the principle of the thing, I mean, the biblical principle of the thing, everything changes. That's how you behold God's glory. I think that's something very, very remarkable about the principle of it. So what do you see? Do you see random stuff or do you see possibility? Do you see random stuff? Or do you see a principle at work and recognize that if God could put a little principle in a place somewhere in the world at a point in time that it won't be long that the principle will grow up to being grace and truth. I, I think we're too scared to do small things out of principle. We live in a world where it seems like doing things out of principle is not popular. That's what really changes the life. And then the last thing I, 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 I think we can see in the nativity scene, behold in the nativity scene, that I do think is very powerful, is this, this idea that John the Baptist, John the author, uh, um, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, all acknowledged something. They, they, they all testified um, to the arrival of this person in their lives. And I think we see God's glory when we testify or bear witness to Christ in our lives. Um, I do think that matters, you know, I, I do think so. Uh, I think you can do lots of things very privately, you, you know, generosity should be done privately and you know, correcting a brother should be done in private and lots of private things. But there's some stuff that you should just, going to just stick your flag up. And when you do that, random dots become something really powerful and redeemed. So I thought with that uh, in mind, um, I think it's powerful that we, we ask the Lord to help us see as we ought to see. In fact, Ephesians uh, uh, has a passage of scripture where the author Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, I pray that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. Uh, there is a spiritual sight and I want you to, uh, I'm praying that you'll look upon the nativity scene and you will see in it something more than something random and you will behold the glory of the Lord. Uh, as of the only begotten of the Father. How powerful is that? Okay, so with that in mind, let's take a moment to pray. And um, once we've done that, I'll send you off on your uh, on your day of reconciliation, big day in South Africa, built on two quite hectic events, actually, uh, opposite sides of history coming together. Um, and, um, and, and its intention is for us to set aside our differences. So let's pray for our country in that way too. Father, we thank you that we behold your glory as of the only one begotten of the Father. Teach us 
that things are not random, that things are intentional, and that a principle can change our lives, even if we start small, doing it just out of principle. We pray that you'll teach us to bear witness, to testify, to acknowledge that you are our Lord and Savior. And we pray, Father, for our nation, the nation of South Africa in particular, that we all turn and face you, bend our knee before you, because that is where true reconciliation happens, first in the heart and spirit, and then in our hands, and then and then in our world. And, and we, we hold up South Africa before you, and we especially pray for revival. And every country represented watching online today, Lord, we pray that your word will grow and prosper in grace and truth. In Jesus' name, amen.